Welcome, official bitches and fellas. So, um, obviously, you guys are my people because the last episode of what, I guess, part one of my story, um, blew the fuck up. Like, blew up. Um... So I really, really thank you for that. And I think you guys are a bunch of nosy ass bitches. Um, or you guys are just really, really um, comforting, encouraging humans. So choose your box, I guess. Um, okay, totally kidding. You guys really, really made me feel good about the episode. Um, as much as I had like anxiety and nerves about it um you guys really stepped in and was like you know encouraging words empowerment um you know just I really really appreciated the feedback I got um within about three hours of me posting it I had like an unteen amount of dms and um none of them were bad I only got one bad feedback and that person, I was expected to get one bad feedback. Um, I mean, I was expecting to get more bad feedback, but I only got one and I expected it from that person and it was subliminal. Um, So it was like, you know, when people like passive aggressively post something and you know that it's for you that, yeah, that's what happened. Um, But I really don't care. So, um... Anyways, I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone and everything that came with that. Um, Because I got so many DMs, um, a lot of people had questions. And some of you I answered just, um, you know, when you asked them. Others I told um, I'll get to it in an episode, which I this is the reason I wanted to tell my story is because this opens up so many episodes for me. This opens up me being able to share my story, being able to share my point of view when I'm interviewing people, things of that sort, not really having to hold back any longer. Um, so I decided that this would be the week, um, or this would be the time to do it. Start the new year off, right? Right? No, I'm not one of those New Year's people. Besides the fact that I'm always like, I'm going to lose weight. And then I never fucking do it. Um, okay. So I'm going to go over a few questions that I'm going to touch on. A lot of the questions I will cover throughout the episode. Um, and the part three. Um, and then... A lot of, I got a lot of questions, surprisingly. I didn't even think that people would care about the first affair. So I'm going to touch on a couple things of that as well. Um, I hate when people do that. And I know I do that all the time. Like I've even had people tell me that. Like you talk about what you're going to talk about. And I'm like, I know, I hate that. I really do hate it, believe it or not. Um, okay. <sighs> Number one, um, I was asked if I knew the girl from the first affair. Yes, I knew her. Um, She was a friend of ours. Her and her husband were friends of ours. We hung out with them quite often. Um, She wasn't like a best friend, but she was a friend. Um, She had been to my house. She had hung out with me. She, you know, we'd talk, whatever. It was a friend. Um... 
Number two was, did I see the same um, behaviors between the two from my ex? No, I didn't. Um, The first one, I did feel him drifting away. I did um, see it coming, I guess you can say. Um, He actually moved out. He just came home one day and was like, I need time alone and moved out. Um, so that was pretty like, what the fuck is going on? But obviously that's what was going on. Um, and this one, not at all. Like I said, we were at the best place I thought, um, in our marriage that we had been in years. So no, I don't, I didn't see it. Um, another question I got is, do I think he's a serial cheater? Yes, I do. Um, if you would have asked me that about six months ago, I would have told you no. That was before I had an extensive amount of therapy <laughs> um, to understand that I need to take people as what they prove to me they are rather than what I think they are. Um, their actions speak louder than their words. And that's what, what I had the biggest problem with with him. So do I think he's a serial cheater? Yes. Um, I don't think that I could have ever made him happy, um, no matter what I did. Um, but that's a whole nother episode. Um, another question was if I will tell my kids this story. Um, I will. I will tell them when they ask. I will not tell them prior. I will not necessarily shield them from it, but I will shield them from it until I think that they understand. I know that my parents were divorced. And when I got to a certain age, I asked what happened. Um, and that's what I will do. I have all of my journals and everything of the sort to hand over to them if they ever wanted to know. I don't think that, um, it's my job to necessarily go out and tell them. Um, but I know that I need to show them the strength that it takes. Um, that's a whole nother episode because that kind of stems from my childhood as well. Um, I got a lot of questions about me um, regretting hiding it from people. Um Yes and no. I do regret it because I feel like I would have been able to deal a little bit better. Um, But I don't regret it because I didn't. The main reason I didn't tell anyone is because I didn't want to steal their joy and their happiness from my pregnancy. Um, So there were a couple people that knew but I'll get into that in this episode. But as far as my family, no, I don't regret not telling them. My family, his family, our closest friends, I don't regret any of that. So those are the only questions I'm going to cover right now because, like I said, I'm going to cover a lot of your guys' further questions throughout the episode. One thing I did want to mention is a lot of the things that I'm telling you guys, um, you're hearing for the first time with some of the closest people to me. Um, I had one of my friends, a really good friend, who was my desk partner at the time. 
um, write me and say like, I am so sorry. I had no idea this was going on. Like you're so good at hiding it. And I was like, yeah, but it almost gave me a little bit of a guilt because I realized like, God, I was really good at hiding it. Like I lied so well. (laughs) Um, So some things that I've said in the first episode and something I'm saying in this episode, um, not even like my sister knows or Monica or Nikki. um, These are things that people I never said. So um, feel fucking special. (laughs) Um, I figure if I'm telling my story, I'm going to fucking take it all off and tell my story. Um, I'm not protecting anyone anymore. Um, So, um, okay. So let's get started. One Okay, so once I um, realized that my husband was angry at me, and I say he was angry at me because he would never speak to me. He didn't say a word to me. He didn't talk to me anymore. Like, he wasn't texting me. He wasn't emailing me. He wasn't... um, He paid no attention to me whatsoever. He never checked on me. Um there was, there was no type of relationship. He would come home at night, go upstairs, shower and go to sleep. Um, and that lasted basically my whole pregnancy. Um, and I went into this mode of basically fight for your marriage. Something, um, told me that because he was mad at me, It what I did something to deserve this, that I needed to fix this. I needed to get him to not be mad at me and to um, like remember he loved me, I guess, (laughs) Um, and be remorseful. I had to pull it out of him somehow. So in my mind, what I'm doing is brainstorming and dissecting myself and the situation to try and figure out like, when it started, what happened, what drove them to do this. Like I was completely blaming myself. I was completely trying to figure out what I did and what I can do to fix it. Um, I don't know why. I still don't know why I did that. Um, it's very fucked up, very twisted, but, um, he was mad at me. Um, he is mad at me to this day. He's still mad at me. Um, so, I don't really know. I mean, we'll get to that, but I don't know the truth about a lot of the affair. Um, he never sat down and spoke to me about it. He never, everything that came out of his mouth regarding this affair, like when we'd fight and stuff was a lie. And I would find out it was a lie because I'd figure out the truth at some point. So I went into this for about three or four days, I sat there and tried to figure out um, my problems. I tried to figure out what I did wrong. I tried to figure out how I pushed him into her arms, how I pushed her into his arms. I tried to figure out where I stood in it. And that's a very, it's just twisted to me. Like when I, even me saying it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, But I I was willing to fight. I was willing to fight like hell for my husband and my marriage and my kid's family. Um, I also needed to, 
basically I was so, I was so new into my pregnancy that I knew that I wanted, I didn't want my pregnancy ruined. Like I knew that I had wanted this for so long and there's a high probability that I'll never have it again. And I just wanted it to go away for the remainder of my pregnancy. I kind of had this delusional idea that like it we would get through it like the first affair and we'd go to counseling and we'd be great and it'd be brushed under the rug and we'll have another great 10 years and we'll be fine. Now, obviously that's not okay, but that's what I was like that's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm going to do. So I started to send him like messages while he was at work and I'd be like hey, babe, like, I just want to tell you, I love you. Thank you for everything. Like, yes, I turned into that girl, like, because I just, I just loved him that much. And I just wanted my family that bad. So um, I would try, I would, you know, make dinner. And I mean, this only lasted for maybe like, I don't know, a week. <laughs> um, because it, I mean, my emotions changed so much regarding all of it. Um, I still hadn't heard from Sue. Um, I I did leave out a little part. After I found out about the affair, I did send her husband a message. Mind you, she was married. She did have a child. Um, And I told him what happened. And he responded to me. Um, he couldn't believe it. I sent him screenshots and then obviously he had to believe it. Um, and then I didn't know what happened from then on. He apologized for her, but I didn't keep in contact with her, um, or him obviously. Um, so I did tell his best friend at the time as well. I don't really want to go into like what people said because they're not part of the story and, they don't really need to be involved in my podcast. Um, so they were both aware. Um, now she did, this is dumb Tina again. She did have a sister who she had always told me that if her sister found out about her first affair, that her sister would never talk to her again because her sister was like zero tolerance, infidelity type person. Um, So she was always very fearful of her sister finding out. Um, She believed that if her sister found out, she wouldn't have a relationship with her or her nieces and nephews or her husband would not let her speak to her. So she was always very like cautious about not being caught with the first affair because of her sister mainly. So I told her brother and I also told made myself not tell her sister. (laughs) So even though she had just ruined my whole life, I was like, I'm not going to tell her sister. Um, And that wasn't for Sue. That was mainly for her sister. I didn't want her sister to lose her sister. I mean, I cared so much about her family. Um, It was a really, really... um, I'm going to say like a fucking saint move on my part because I should have just tried and ruin her life, but I didn't do it. Um, I just told her brother and her husband. Um, so anyways, I had, since I was high risk, I had doctor's appointments every week and every week that I would go to the doctor's appointment, they would always tell me that my kids' heart rates were high. 
Now, duh, my kids' heart rates were high because I was a fucking mess. But um, there was one particular appointment that they told me, your kids' heart rates are too high. Like, they're just accelerating, basically. Um, and you need to calm down. Like you need to be on bed rest more. You need to stop stressing. You need, like the doctor was kind of laying into me and my husband was sitting there. My husband never missed a doctor's appointment. Never. He never touched my belly. He never talked to me about the babies, but, um, he never missed a doctor's appointment. I don't know if it was because he had to show the world that he was involved. I don't know why he never missed a doctor's appointment, but he never missed a doctor's appointment. Um, so he would, we would go in separate cars to these doctor's appointments majority of the time. Um, we still kept this facade up though. We still kept the facade up of pretending that we had this perfect life. Um, and it's, it is very disturbing that we did that. Um, so at one point, um, I was about 14 weeks pregnant, uh, maybe 14, 15 weeks pregnant. And I was laying on the couch. Now, mind you, because I was pregnant with triplets, um, unless you know or you've had triplets, the amount of energy that these little humans take from you was insane. I was exhausted all the fucking time. Mind you, I was mentally exhausted and emotionally exhausted as well, but I was physically exhausted all the time. Um, so I would like literally just like lay around. I couldn't really do much. I would try and go walk. I would try and not be exhausted, but it was literally like take me an hour to get up the stairs. Like it was insane. So, um, one night he got home and I can tell from the minute that he walked in the door that something, his demeanor was off. He walked straight into the house, um, into the living room where I was sitting, turned off the TV and sat on the coffee table, which was right in front of me. And he asked me to sit up and in my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, he's finally going to apologize to me. Like it's finally hit him. Like 14 weeks later, it's finally hit him. Now, mind you, he still hadn't apologized to me for this or explained himself or anything. Um, So I like sat up and I'm waiting for him to tell me something that's going to make my life better (laughs) because he's seen me just basically deteriorating on the couch for fucking weeks. Um, And he said... Um, I just need to tell you that I, I don't love you anymore. I'm not in love with you. Um, I haven't been in love with you for years. I haven't been happy in years. I've been miserable for years and I don't want to have a family with you and I don't want to raise these kids with you. And... I had this picture that sat above my fireplace mantle and it was our engagement picture. And I remember I turned and I looked at it as soon as he told me, like it was, it was almost like I was in a twilight zone. Like you see in that movie, like 
where everything just starts spinning around you like crazy and you're just like there like frozen like that's exactly how I felt I didn't cry I didn't say a word I just froze I went completely numb and I looked at that picture and I looked at him and I said I want that man back like you need to go I'm done with you like I just want my husband back I want the man that I married back and he told me that guy is never coming back And I told him, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. You're not telling me the truth. There's no way that you haven't been in love with me. There's no way that you don't love me. There's no way that you don't want this family with me. Like, I can take you upstairs and show you boxes upon boxes of letters and cards and flowers and notes and pictures of our life to prove to you that We were happy that you were happy that this isn't true. That you're completely fucking out of your mind right now. And he was like, stop telling me how to feel. I know what I'm saying. And I said, you have to be kidding me. Like, you cannot be telling me this. And how dare you tell me this as I'm pregnant with our kids? Like, what is wrong with you? Who are you? Where did you come from? Like, and it was making him mad that I was questioning him. And he just kept raising his voice and getting like angrier. And I was crying and crying and crying. And he told me, you need to calm down because you're hurting my kids because you don't know how to control yourself. And when he told me that, I fucking flipped. Like, how dare him tell me that I was hurting our kids? How dare him tell me that I don't know how to control myself when he hasn't lifted a fucking finger to try and help me? When he hasn't said one word to try and get me out of it? And I went into, I I hadn't had one in years, probably since I was like a teenager, And I had a full-blown panic attack. I started hyperventilating. I started throwing up. I couldn't breathe. Um, I I was shaking, shaking so fucking hard. Um, I was dizzy. Like, my vision went blurry. I, I fucking lost it. And I ran to the bathroom to go throw up. And I was in there throwing up for what seemed like an eternity. And, um... When I was, like, taking a break from throwing up, I, like, tried to sit up to breathe. And even me saying it right now, I can almost feel like I'm back in that moment. Um, so I have this big old belly. And I, like, pushed myself back from the toilet. And I, like, laid back on the wall. And he walked in and he's like, you need to calm the fuck down or I'm going to call your mom. And I was like, what? Not let me help you. Let me get you up. Let me move your hair. Let me give you like a fucking wet washcloth. Like nothing. It was a threat. I'm going to call your mom if you don't fucking calm down. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe you don't know. But if you've ever had a panic attack, um, it's very hard to talk (laughs) during it. And all I can get out of it was get out. And he did. I only had to say it one time and he walked out. 
but he didn't just walk out of the bathroom. He walked out of the whole fucking house and he left and he left for the entire night. He didn't call me. He didn't text me. Um, I didn't hear from him. I didn't see him until the next night. Um, when he showed up the next night, he didn't say one word. He moved out of our bedroom into the guest bedroom. Um, the guest bedroom didn't even have a bed at the time. Um, and he slept on the floor on blankets and he stayed there for the remainder of my pregnancy. Um, he, that night I realized that he wasn't my husband anymore. That night I realized that I was going to be 1000% on my own during this pregnancy. And I was only, I was probably like maybe 14, 15 weeks pregnant. I was definitely before 20 weeks. Um, and I just, I didn't know what to do. Um, that pushed me into one hell of a depression. Um, to the point that the only way I seen out of it was to kill myself, to kill myself pregnant. Um, I thought I can't bring my babies into this world, into this chaos, into this mess. And I also can't live in it. Like I knew I couldn't, I didn't know how to survive. Like, and I kept telling myself that if I hurt one of my kids, if something happened to one of my kids, because I couldn't control myself, then I would never forgive myself and I wouldn't want to live anyways. So it was just like a lose-lose all around. I had no idea what to do. Um, I started to lose tons of weight because I couldn't eat. I My emotions were so insane that I would just throw up all the time. I would start crying and it would make me throw up. I wouldn't like have a panic attack every time, but I would be so worked up that I would just throw up. Um, I... I don't even, I didn't even know this occurred until it happened to me. Um, I had chapped eyes from crying so much. My eyes were poofy like a boxer and um, they were chapped. They looked like they were, um, they were sunburnt and they hurt so bad. I would put coconut oil on them all the time to try and like make them not like I needed them to crack. I needed them to moisturize and, but I couldn't ever stop crying. So it would just burn. Um, and I'll never forget one day my mom stopped by to do something and I had to like make myself look presentable so that she didn't know something was going on. And, um, She came in and she looked at me and she's like, Tina, what's wrong with you? And she hadn't seen me in weeks. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, why, why do you? She got like teary eyed and you can see that like a mother's pain in her face. And she was like, why do you look like that? Like, and I was like, mom, I'm fine. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, like, what's wrong with your eyes? And why are you so skinny? Like, are you eating? What's wrong? And I was like, no, mom, I'm just really tired. And like, the pregnancy's kicking my ass and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm fine, mom, I'm fine. 
And she was like, her eyes were like welling up with tears. And she's like, I don't like seeing you like this. Have you told the doctor? And like, it was just, I think it hurts me more now because I'm a mom. And if I seen my girls like that, I don't even know what I do. Um, so I was just like, yeah, mom, I'm fine. And I tried to like talk her, talk to her to talk her out of it, like, to get her mind elsewhere and she was just like okay and when she left she's like I'm gonna send you like green tea eye things for your eyes and like she was like just so worried about me and um anyway she went home so of course since it was my pregnancy or my first pregnancy and I had waited so long and people had waited so long and you know I've always wanted all of it I wanted to do everything I wanted to do the pictures every week. I wanted to do the maternity pictures. I wanted to do the stomach plaster. I wanted to do the gender reveal. I wanted to do the baby showers. I wanted to do everything. Um, but I was alone in it. So I didn't do anything. Um, we just, we barely talked at, by the time that our genders could have been revealed. Um, so, our families wanted to, you know, do a gender reveal. And I kept telling them, like, it's too much. Like, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, I just kept trying to find every excuse. So finally, they all let up and they didn't push for the gender reveal anymore. And um, I was like, what we can do is rent this big room and they do the gender there. And it's just like my immediate family. Like, I'd much rather have that. And so they're like, okay, cool. So, you know, we go and do that. And in my mind, I thought, if I have a boy, at least one boy, then my husband's going to love me again. Then my husband's going to want this family. Then my husband's going to fight for us because he wants that boy. He's always wanted a boy. And when he sees how excited his dad's going to be, that's that's going to be everything to him. Now, let me tell you, my father-in-law is the apple of my eye. My father-in-law could have told me, have 10 boys, Tina, and I would have been like, okay, let me figure it out. Like, that's how much I adored my father-in-law. Um, and when we were doing our gender reveal, you lay on this bed and there's a chair next to it, like the husband's chair or the spouse, whatever, um, their chair next to it. And it's close enough to like where your belly would lay so that he can be, you know, up front and center holding your hand, you know, with the belly, whatever. Well, since my husband never touched my belly, nor did he ever touch me, um, he moved the chair back. (laughs) Um, so he wouldn't be so close to me. And, I, when they told us our first two genders, it was the girls and my son wouldn't show his self. So I was like, we're having girls. Everyone was ecstatic that we're having girls. So I'm fucking stressed out that I'm having girls because I was like, I just didn't want girls. <laughs> so, um, I was like, man, I hope the third one's a boy. I hope the third one's a boy, not only for myself, but because I thought it would save my marriage. Um, and at this point I was just desperate for anything to save my marriage. And, um, I, so we had to go back to do the boy one. Well, when we went back to do, I missed a part the whole time we're in this gender thing. He's on his phone texting. 
I don't think he looked up, but twice. And that was probably when she said the gender. Um, when we went in for my son and they had to find his gender, um, he didn't get off his phone at all. He was on his phone the entire time. And, um, I remember starting to cry because I was so embarrassed. Like the lady that was doing the ultrasound tech or whatever, like she seen him, like she kept looking over at him. Like, why is this man not like paying attention? Like this girl's having triplets and all these people behind me are so excited. And like, she just kept looking at him. And then she was like, she knew that I wanted a boy. Like I had already told her and I was hoping that this one was a boy. And my father was like, yes, a boy, a boy. Like we were the only two that were like, we want boys. Everyone else wanted girls and uh, all girls. <laughs> and um, she was like, okay. And she starts typing and she types, it's a boy. And I remember I looked back at him, at my husband. And I was like, we're having a boy. And he was like, cool. And that was it no other reaction and the ultrasound tech lady like tapped my shoulder like congratulations like you could see that she just felt so bad for me and like so embarrassed and I'm not some dumb young girl that just got pregnant like I was married to this man I had been with this man for 15 years I was married to him for years and I had all my family there and It was like, for her, I'm sure it was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, how in the world is she like alone in this, but all these people are here and our families didn't notice like what was going on. They couldn't even see his chair. Um, but I had no joy whatsoever. Like I had no joy during my pregnancy. I didn't really even talk to my babies. Um, and then... (laughs) Um, one night, um, we went to a birthday party for one of his friends and, um, he was, I was, you know, sitting with the girls and he was with all the guys drinking and whatnot. And it was like 11 o'clock and I didn't, I started to not feel good. Um, I just exhausted. I was exhausted. I was probably like in my twenties weeks at that point. And I went up to him and I was like, Hey, I want to go home. And he was like, why? And I was like, I just don't feel good. I want to go to sleep. And he was like, you're serious. And I was like, yeah, like I'm tired. And he was like, you're just going to go home and cry. And I was like, okay, well then I want to go home and cry. And he was like, Oh my God. He's like, you're so fucking annoying. And I was just like, okay, like, I still want to go home. And I was like, can I have the keys? Like, can we go? Like, what are we doing? And he's like, no, you're not taking my car. And I was like, what? And he's like, I want to stay here. So no, he's like, if you want, you can call yourself an Uber. And I was like, we're like 30 minutes from home and it's like midnight. And he's like, yeah, I know you'll be fine. People take Ubers all the time. And he's like, do you want me to see if I can request a girl? And I remember looking at him like, you're the fucking biggest asshole in the fucking world. Like, you don't even care that you're going to put your 
pregnant wife in a fucking Uber at midnight and that car is going to take me 30 minutes away. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, like, now that I'm out of it, I wish I would have just fucking decked him that night. Like, I was just like, I, but I was hurt. I was so hurt because to me, it was like the second time that he showed me he didn't give a shit what happened to me or my babies. Um, and that was it. I mean, we, at that point, I hated him. Um, we ended up having our baby showers. We had three baby showers. We showed up to every single baby shower separately. I couldn't tell you anything that we received at these baby showers. Um, I couldn't really even tell you what happened at these baby showers. They were all a blur. I was miserable. I was depressed. I didn't want to be around these people. I hated smiling. I hated that. I hated all of it. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. Um, and no one knew. No, I mean, I talked to so many people now that they're like, I had no fucking clue. No one knew. No, I was a fucking good ass actress. So after one of my baby showers, I realized that, um, um, okay, here's, here's a very sad reality of another sad reality of my pregnancy. Um, sometimes when I would cry and I cried all the time, but sometimes when I would cry, I would start like shaking and couldn't really calm myself down. I don't know if it was like anxiety attacks. I don't know what it was. Um, Mind you, I never told my doctor I was going through any of this stuff because I was afraid that he was going to think I was like going through like, I don't know, postpartum or baby blues or I don't even know what it's called. But I was scared that he was going to think that I didn't want my babies or something. So I was scared to ever tell him. So I lied on all those questionnaires that I had to fill out every week. And um, I would shake all the time. Now, mind you, I knew my baby's heart rates were high. So I would freak out all the time that I was hurting them. I would freak out. And then after I was done, like, crying or having my meltdown or whatever, I would start trying to make them kick. I would poke them. I would do whatever just to make sure that they were okay. And I would do this 500 times a day. Like it was the most stressful thing in the world. And, um, I remember one night I was like, I need to get myself to stop shaking so I can go to sleep. Um, and I Googled, how do you calm yourself during an anxiety attack? And it was like pressure. One of the things was like, one of the remedies was like pressure. You need to like be hugged or held tightly. And so I was like, well, I don't have a human. My human's in the other room and he's not going to come hug me. So I learned to wrap myself in my pregnancy pillow and then basically tug, I mean, snug myself in to my blanket. So it would squeeze me like pretty hard. And it would calm me. It was like real. It worked. (laughs) Um, Hopefully none of you ever have to use that, but it worked. Um, And I would do that every night. That's how I'd fall asleep. Um, Along with like noise, like rivers and rain or whatever came from my phone because I just needed my mind to clear so that I would sleep. I went through this, and this is not an over-exaggeration, every single night of my pregnancy, Um, it was the worst thing ever, the worst thing. And, um, 
I, after I started doing that and realizing that's how I was surviving, I decided I needed to tell someone and I needed to get out. So I told my sister, um, obviously she couldn't believe what she was hearing. I told my sister and her wife at the time, um, and they, her wife just like cried with me. Um, my sister was just like, I hate him. (laughs) Um, and what sucked was I knew she had every reason to hate him, but I just wanted her to not hate him so that when he came back around, we wouldn't have problems. And I really believed that. Like, I really believed, like, I can't let her hate him. Even though she had every right to, I still just wanted to protect him. Um, and I ended up moving in with my sister. And um, I couldn't live there. Like, it was really, really hard for me to not be home. So I moved back. I just didn't know what I wanted. I just kept going back and forth. He didn't care if I was home or if I wasn't. But I didn't know what I wanted. The only thing that he would tell me was like, when I'd come back home, he'd be like, let me move my stuff. And he'd move out of the room. Like it would annoy him that he'd have to move back and forth from the rooms. Um, So I was, we were going on to our um, third baby shower. And um, I was sitting on the couch. I was about 26 weeks pregnant around there. Um, and no, I was like 28 weeks. Um, and I was sitting on the couch again and my phone was next to me and I had just put it down. Like I, cause I just lived on my phone at, during this time and I put it down and it rang as soon as I put it down and it was Sue's husband. And I looked at it and I stared at it and I was not going to answer it. I knew that whatever that man was going to tell me, I couldn't handle. So I just left it there. And then he called one more time. And I, again, didn't answer. I just thought to myself, like, what I don't know doesn't hurt me. I'm not answering that phone. So I ended up letting it ring. I let it ring. I just kept letting it ring. He called twice. And he's ended up texting me and he said, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I caught them again today. Um, it is physical. They do have feelings for each other. Um, she's saying she doesn't know if she loves him. He has a burner phone and that's how they've been communicating. And I was like, holy shit. And I told him, did it ever stop? And he said, no, it never stopped. And I said, how are they still doing this? And he said, I don't know. I hope you're okay. And I thought that I couldn't be hurt anymore. But that hurt. Like that killed me again. I didn't understand how this man seen me every single day deteriorating, every single day, yet he was still seeing my best friend seven months later. Um, 
I, I was like, I, again, I was dumbfounded. I waited until he got home. Um, I confronted him and he told me that she was a liar. He told me that Sue was lying. It wasn't him. And they have no proof that it was him and that she must have been having an affair with someone else because she already had an affair previously before him. So why would I think that it wouldn't be someone else and that he's not with her and that he hasn't talked to her in since I told him to stop talking to her and all this stuff, right? And so I'm like, okay, if you're telling me the truth, then let's call Sue and you tell Sue to fucking tell the truth because she's lying and making things worse for me. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't have anything to prove to you. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. So I'm furious, right? And so I'm like telling him everything you can think of. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. I wasn't just sitting there crying all the time. I would fight with him. I would tell him things. I, I was still like a crazy bitch. I never like put my hands on him or anything, but like I would still like, tell him whatever I fucking felt. Um, but I was still depressed. Um, and so I told him you need to leave. Like you, you cannot be here. You, I'm like this, I'm done, like leave. And he was like, okay. He went upstairs, he packed a bag and he left. Um, he lived in a hotel room for like, I don't know, two weeks, maybe 10 days. I can't remember how long. And, um, at one point, he texted me and said, I have to come home. I can't afford it. I won't talk to you. I won't. I'll make sure that I get home after you go to sleep and I'll leave before you wake up. Like, you won't even see me. I just need to live there until I can get myself together and get money together to move into my own place. And I was like, okay. So he did. Um, mind you, still never got an apology. Um, still never got an explanation. He was adamant that Sue was a liar and that this time it wasn't him. So I couldn't deal with the confusion. So I text Sue and her husband and I said, he is adamant that this is not him. If you're lying, Sue, you need to tell me because I'm pregnant and I can't handle this stress. So if you're lying, you need to tell me that it's not him. I don't care if you're trying to save your ass. Like, please save me. Like, if you ever cared about me, just save me right now. And she said, do you want to know the truth or do you want me to tell you something that you're not, that you want to hear? And I said, tell me the truth. And she said, yes, it's him. Yes, we're in love with each other. Yes, it never ended. And I was like, okay. And that was all I needed to know. I didn't believe that Sue would make this up, especially in front of her husband, um, if it wasn't true. And Sue was the type of person that always had to win. So the fact that she told me that was more of a, aha, I got one up on you. Um, so I, I believed Sue. And um, I that was it. I... I hated the man I was married to at that point. Um, there was nothing that he could have ever done um, to make me love him again at that point. The fact that this man 
allowed me to destroy myself, potentially destroy our children. Um, he took my pregnancy away from me. He took so much from me. And yet all he ever cared about was being with Sue every single day. Like everything started making sense. Why he was never home. Why um, he started using his other bank account a lot more than using our joint account. Why he would disappear for nights. Um, why he slept in the other room. Why his phone was always still hidden. Um, why he started using the other bathroom um, to shower in because our bathroom didn't have a lock. Um, there was just so much that came together that I was just like, yeah, like it, it, this is true. And this man is fucking pitiful. Um, and then I went to a doctor's appointment about three weeks later and I was super duper depressed, super duper duper depressed to the point that that doctor's appointment, I was going to tell that doctor that I needed to be put on medication because I couldn't take it anymore. And I told my husband, I'm going to get put on medication. I can't take this anymore. And he was like, okay, do what you have to do. Always monotone, never cared. He never cared. Um, and I was, I went to that doctor's appointment. They found out something was wrong with one of my babies and they ended up putting me in, they admitted me to the hospital. When they admitted me to the hospital, it was like the biggest relief of my life. Um, it was the thing that I had been praying for. I wanted to be in the hospital because I wanted someone to help me. I wanted the nurse to be there to help me take a shower, to help me put on my shoes, to change my sheets. Like I wanted all of that. Someone to cook for me, someone to monitor my babies so that I didn't have to stress out if they were okay anymore. Like I was what my spouse should have been, what my partner should have been, what my mom would have been, what my sister would have been. Um, I wanted that. I needed that. I was exhausted and I just wanted it to be over. I just so wanted it to be over. So as soon as he told me I was being admitted, I was like, thank God. Not only that, I knew I didn't have to see that man anymore. I knew I didn't have to be in that house anymore. Um, another thing that was really, really hard for me to grasp, um, was he never did anything t for the babies. Um, none of the furniture was ever put together. The cribs, the bassinets, the dressers, all those things. And I would always bitch at him. Like, can you please do it? Like these babies are coming any day. Like, they need something. And he would always tell me, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. So what he did was told one of his workers to come do some stuff at the house. So he did. He came and painted. Um, I would try and put shit together. <laughs> um, I couldn't even fucking reach because my belly was so big and I couldn't get up and down. Like it took me forever. Um, but I did. I put together their dresser. I put together like this cube thing. I did everything that I could, but it would take me days to do it. Um, 
but I knew it had to be done and he wasn't ever going to do it. So eventually I got mad enough that I went and told his parents, like, he's not doing anything at the house and the babies are coming and I need either you guys to tell him to do something or something like I need help. Like he's not listening to me. And his dad was like, get your ass home and go put your shit together for your kids. Like what the hell is wrong with you? So he did. He, that night, it was, I want to say a few days before I went into the hospital, he put together the bassinets, but that was it. That was as far as he was going. He wasn't going to do anything else. So when he put together the bassinets, I was like, well, I guess this is all I can hope for because now I can actually put them somewhere. Um, But the room was painted because his worker did it. The worker also did the closet for me. Um, But that was it. So everything that needed to be done in the nursery was never done. So when I was in the hospital, he would come every single day and um, sit there like every day. And I never knew why he did because he didn't talk to me. He didn't ask questions. He didn't, he never cared. So why were you there? Like, I didn't get it. I never understood it, but I was just like, whatever. If this makes him feel better about himself, then fuck it. Keep coming. Like, I don't care. So he would come every day and then he'd go home. And it would drive me nuts because people would come in, my family, his family, our friends, they would come in and they would tell him like, oh my gosh, you look so exhausted. Like you need to go home and sleep. Like, are you doing okay? Blah, blah, blah. And I would think like, are you kidding me? Like he's exhausted because he's having an affair and he's trying to juggle everything. Like there's nothing that has to do with him being here. Like I would get so irritated, but I couldn't say anything. So I just sat there and be like, yeah, whatever. He's great. Let's move on. Um, so then it came day, the day to have the babies. Um, and this is where I'm going to leave you guys on your cliffhanger again, because it still doesn't end. (laughs) Um, I had to do an emergency C-section. So they were getting me all hooked up and my mom and my sister were helping me get ready because you have to do a bunch of shit before you go do the C-section if it's scheduled. Um, so my mom and my sister were helping me with everything, getting me dressed and, you know, whatever. And he hadn't, he wasn't there yet. So as soon as he got there, he was a little bit late. And as soon as he got there, they had to take him to go get him suited up so that he can go back with us. And I had been in my head for days already on how I was going to tell him that I didn't want him in the delivery room. And I didn't want him in the delivery room because I wanted someone to be there that was going to support me. I I knew whoever was going to be in there was going to be happy about the babies, but I wanted someone in there for me because I was scared. Um, And I knew that if it was him, he wasn't going to care about me. So I just... I didn't want him in there, but the big heart of me was like, he has to be in there because this is his kid and he has to see them being born. Like, I can't take this away from him. So I just was like in my head, in my head till it finally came. And I was like, I just have to let him do it. So um, everyone's getting me dressed and I'm standing in my room at a private room and he walks into the door and I break down because I had thought and dreamed about this moment forever. Like, 
I knew that one day we were going to be a family and the day that my water broke or the day that I go into labor was going to be the happiest day of our life. And when he walked in with his whole suit on to go with me, all these things came to my head that like were robbed from me, like that I wasn't happy that he was going to be in the room with me, that I was only happy to have these babies because I was finally going to be able to breathe again and deal with myself, that this man was going to move out who knows when. The day I came home with the babies, I didn't know when this man was going to move out, that was he going to be paying attention to me or was he going to be on the phone with Sue? Like what I didn't like, it was all just stolen from me. But when he walked in and I seen him, it was like, what? Like, wow. Like this is the day I had been waiting for, for years. And he told my mom and my sister to, if they could get out of the room and they, he said he needed to talk to me. So they both walk out of the room and he grabs me by the hands and I'm like, what the fuck? Like he hadn't touched me in eight months. So he grabs me by the hands and I was like, um, and he says, um, you know, we're going to have these babies We're going to give them the best life. No matter the circumstances, these babies are going to have so much love and I'm going to take care of them and they're going to live a happy life. I just want you to know that. And I was like, okay. And I did it like it was probably the worst thing he could have ever told me going in because maybe he was trying to be nice. Maybe he was trying to make me feel better. But what it told me was, um, I still don't give a fuck about you and nothing's going to work between us, but just know that I love these babies. And at that point, I didn't like him so much that I was just like, you don't even love these babies. Like, how? How do you love these babies? You fucking didn't ever care what was going on with these babies while they were in my stomach. Like, you never asked me if I ate. You never fucking touched me. You never took a picture of me. You never cared. So why all of a sudden are you saying these babies are going to have a good life because they're here in human form? Because I fucking fought my ass off to get these babies here. Like I, to this day, I tell him that shit. Like I fucking fought my ass off to make sure that these babies survive. And God knows I did. So we go into the delivery room um, and that's where I'm leaving you guys. Um, So anyways, we will continue this. Uh, I hope I didn't cry too much. I tried my hardest. This is like the fourth time I've like edited this because I cry too much. So I hope I wasn't too much crying. But anyways, we will continue on next time. Have a good week. Uh, Enter to our giveaway on my 31 Flavors podcast IG. Make sure you subscribe, like. Let's get my followers back up. Um, Tell your friends. And have a good week, guys. Oh, and Happy New Year. I mean, make this fucking year count. Get rid of the fuckboys. Get rid of all the bad things. Like... Let's move on. And you know what? I'm going to say this. Fuck the Rona. I'm so fucking sick of the Rona. 
All right. Talk to you all soon. Bye.